friends, and welcome to an episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin, which is a Cleveland sports podcast where I rant about whatever's in the title and have lively discussions with guests from time to time. So I hope you stick around and I hope you enjoy. Instant reaction to the Cleveland Browns Day 2 picks in the 2021 draft. Day 2, my goodness, Browns were aggressive. They trade up from 59 to 52. They swap their 89th pick in the third round and get the 113th pick from the Carolina Panthers. So they swap them. So basically they drop 25, 26 picks um, from 89 to 113. And then, you know, trade up or move up seven spots. At 52, to pick the guy that many people wanted at 26. J.O.K., the safety linebacker hybrid from Notre Dame. I'm cool with it, you know? He's the the issue is he's not a linebacker. I know they're talking about linebacker, you know, how he's gonna play linebacker and how they're gonna draw things up. But let's be for real. He's six two, he's hundred and sixteen pounds. Um he's just one of those guys where he's going to play maybe a de facto linebacker in you know in different types of formations. It seems pretty obvious that he's one of those guys who will become, you know, he, uh, Ronnie Harrison, who's a free agent at the end of the year. It sounds like he's going to be, or you can kind of project JOK to be Harrison's uh, replacement at safety. Um, Joe Woods loves playing multiple safeties. I mean, it, I mean, it it just, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Um, but man, I, I can't be upset a bit, I can't be upset with basically swapping picks and getting somebody who I think a lot of people expected to be a first round pick, um, let alone being on the board at 52, I, I mean, I think it was like a a 1%, I thought I read somewhere, a tweet, I think it was Ian Rappaport, it was like a 1% chance that he was even going to be on the board or the Browns took him. Um, it seemed pretty obvious that the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were at, what were they at, 55-ish, 56, um, they were kind of covering him, and the Browns were aggressive, they had to trade up uh, before the Steelers and, and get him. And that's what they did. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm all for it. Um, it just, it wasn't at 26. I did not want him at 26. But at, at 52, to be a, a, a safety, to be, because, I mean, I, let's be for real. Once he gets on the field, they're going to be like, linebacker, probably not the best position for him. It gives your safety room some depth. Um, he's a playmaker. He could play all over. And 
for a defense that lacked playmakers all of last year to continue to add depth, uh, it's it's super important. It is super important, and I am all for. I'm I'm all for it. I'm happy that you know it happened. Um, you know Joe Joe Woods finally has the horses, and with two picks in the top, what the first ten picks of you know the fourth round of day three. Uh, I'm sure corner is is probably on on their radar. Uh, I'm sure defensive tackles on their radar. You know, it's it just one of those things where, man, Andrew Barry, he's out here playing chess while everybody else is playing the little pinball game on your computer from your Windows XP computer, the 3D pinball. I mean, it's funny, you know? He is, he, <laughs> he was just waiting. I mean, he waited in the first round, got Greg Newsom. And then he just waited to, and then boom, aggressive trade up, pick swap to get JOK. Like I said, he's going to be a safety unless he just bulks up. But then at that point, does it kill his, his you know, his athleticness uh, if he does bulk up, um, his speed? You know he's he's a fun player, but he's not he's not your prototypical linebacker. I mean, especially at two sixteen. Um, and I think if they kind of slowly bring him along, play him in certain spots his rookie year. By year two, uh, the the speed of the game obviously will kind of he'll he'll learn the speed of the game to where you could put him at safety. And him, along with Grant Delpit and John Johnson the third, going into next year as your as your top three safeties. I mean, how can you be upset with that? And then for this year, you have those three, and then you have Ronnie Harrison. You know, Ronnie Harrison signing with Drew Rosenhaus probably guarantees that he's leaving Cleveland. I mean, it is what it is. Rosenhaus clients don't often re-sign with the Browns. They often try and dictate where they want to play. Um, they try to get the biggest payday as possible. I mean, obviously every agent does, but Drew Rosenhaus agents, you know, it. I think we all know when you sign with Rosenhaus, you know what it means, um, especially when, man, the Browns fans and, you know, We've gone through this before. Duke Johnson uh, signs with Rosenhaus to be his agent. He asked for a trade. Same thing happened with Njoku. I don't think Ronnie Harrison is there yet, but he's obviously going to test the markets. He's obviously going to look for the biggest payday next year. And, you know, it just it's a fit. Harrison also did get hurt multiple times last year. Grant Delpit, I mean, it's kind of a question mark coming off of an Achilles injury. Um... And then John Johnson, obviously there's nothing bad about him, but you know, I'm just saying you have two of your safeties that you're relying on, um, kind of injury-prone, question marks, stuff like that. So JOK becoming that safety, linebacker hybrid, I mean, because all like the, 
the analytical uh, like grades when it comes to athleticism and, and stuff like that. I mean, he's off the charts when it comes to being a safety. So I suspect that eventually JOK becomes, you know, that guy to play safety, strong safety, box safety. You know, I mean, something that I think we all we all know the Browns need and all that stuff. So, And then, you know, Browns weren't done. Third round, uh, 91 overall, 91st overall. The Browns take a wide receiver, Anthony Schwartz, the fastest player in the draft. I mean, he's six foot, six one. He's just one of those guys where, looking at some of the issues we had last last year, we didn't have that guy who can, who who can you know, spread the field. Uh, take the top off the defense, so to speak. Um, and you get that in Schwartz. 1,000%. Even as a rookie, I suspect him to get the ball in creative ways. We know Kevin Stefanski and his play calling. He likes to be creative. Um, obviously, you have Odell coming back. Obviously, Jarvis. But when you have like someone like Jarvis and you have someone like Rashard Higgins, they're kind of the same type of player. But with Schwartz, the one thing, like I said, the Browns were lacking, especially when Odell got hurt, was that deep threat, and the consistent deep threat. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a big-bodied receiver, and he has some speed, but he doesn't have, you know, the speed like Schwartz does. I mean, Schwartz, like I said, the fastest player in the draft, the Browns get him. Um, and I don't think how you could, I don't, I don't see how anybody could be mad at that pick either. Um, just getting the ball in creative ways. You know, we, we saw it a little bit in that Washington game with JoJo Natson, uh, like the reverses and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, the Browns, looking at their receiver room, Odell, Jarvis, Higgins, top three, Schwartz, DPJ. And really, if, if you're going to carry six receivers, Hodge, is he going to come back? Natson as a special teams guy, you know, you, you never really know. Um, Jamar Bradley, I believe, is he still around? I know they were high on him, um, as an uh, undrafted guy last year. You know, Schwartz, maybe he's a punter, kick returner too. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, the, the more speed on offense, the better. And, you know, if he could develop into just, just a solid guy who, you know, even if it's like only 40 catches a year, if he could get big chunk yards for your offense um, and becomes a, th- uh, a legitimate threat as you develop him, because he's super young. I mean, he'll be 21 on in, in September. So, I mean, the, the, <laughs> there's going to be, you know, obviously some growing pains um, at times, but hey. Uh, he's not. You're not counting. You know. You know. You're. You're not putting all of your your eggs in in in, in a basket. You know, with Anthony Schwartz, but it's just a nice weapon to kind of slowly and to continue to build up your offense and and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, man. Overall, the, getting those two picks, 
I'm excited to see what they do. Um, in day three, they have a number of picks left. I would assume they would maybe trade out of a couple and uh, get picks for next year. Um, I, I would guess they, you know, defensive tackle could be a place they go early on uh, in, in day three. Um, maybe cornerback again because I, I still don't think they're done there, especially when you have... You know, the the question mark with Greedy Williams, Troy Hill's only on like a one or two year deal. Um, yes, I mean, we all love Newsom and, and Denzel Ward, who, you know, obviously they, Denzel Ward and Newsom, who they just drafted. But Greedy Williams, obviously a question mark still. Um, like I said, Troy Hill only on a one year deal. So maybe they, they look at a guy who could play the, the inside slot kind of going forward. Um, maybe they go safety again. Maybe they go pass rusher. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what what the Browns do. But overall, I think it was a pretty uh, successful day two uh, when it comes to the draft and Andrew Barry and company. And my goodness, Andrew Barry. I mean, to to get those three players, but specifically specifically to get someone like Greg Newsom, to get someone like JOK where they did, and. Obviously, they were a little aggressive to, to get JOK, but, I mean, they didn't give up picks. They just swapped picks, so it's really not that big of a deal. Um, I mean, it's it's just crazy, man. Andrew Berry, man. <laughs> I mean, you, we were, we were going to build John Dorsey a statue, so... <laughs> my goodness, what are we going to build Andrew Berry? An entire mausoleum or something? I mean, it is just crazy that what, what this guy does. Um, and it's just nice having, I mean, we've, I've said it before multiple times. It's super nice to have multiple guys who know what they're doing running an organization and, um, you know, kudos to Andrew Barry, kudos to Paul D. Podesta and all those scouts and all those guys. So yeah, uh, dude, I'm excited. I am excited. So stay tuned for... No day three recap probably tomorrow, um, or like some type of full on draft recap at some point in the near future. So, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin Ocele. That's Caitlin K T L A N O S K N O W S C L E. Obviously, crunch time with Caitlin. If you haven't already, you can, you know, hopefully, if you haven't already, you could rate it if you're listening on Apple iTunes. Uh, you can leave a review if you would like. Um, also, have two other podcasts: uh, Time of Possession and Lead Off Talk, a baseball podcast. If you're into that too, so lots of stuff. Also, Dogland, a ton of great football and Browns articles um, are on that site. So check that out too. And as always, take it easy.